Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and it's been a long time, but I'm going to open the doors to Black Belt Theater. So, like I said, it's been a while, and uh, I think I picked a really good film to kind of come back with. Now, this is a film that came out in 2011. It came out overseas in Indonesia. And while it might not be a worldwide blockbuster... I definitely think it, it's definitely received worldwide notoriety ever since, really, it was picked up by um, Sony Pictures Classics, which is a division of Sony, which tends to go around, find a lot of these international films, and bring them over here. They really tend to find some hidden gems. Uh, if you haven't guessed it by now, this is 2011's The Raid, or as it was known over here, The Raid Redemption, because apparently uh, Sony Pictures had some trouble securing the title. So over here, it's titled The Raid Redemption, but I will always know it as The Raid. This is a very unique film, and it's a a unique film for quite a few reasons. First of all, the budget on this film is just a shade over a million dollars. So just think about that. A film costs about a million dollars to make, um, catches the attention of Sony, that their you know that their international division picks it up and releases it, and it goes on to really cause quite a stir. Now, if you're in the know uh, in the in the Asian cinema know or the the action or martial arts film, I mean, you you know the raid. Uh, and listen, you're not watching this film for some in depth story. And you know another kind of famous thing about this is you know when it was released uh, by you know over here by Sony Pictures, like I said. Um, famed critic Roger Ebert gave it one star. He gave it one star out of four. Um, you know, he he kind of had. I'm going to see actually if I can look it up here for a second. Yeah, so Roger Ebert uh, famously gave this film one star out of four, uh, basically criticizing the lack of character death. And this is a direct quote. Uh, the Welsh director, Gareth Evans, knows there's a fanboy audience for his formula, in which special effects amp up the mayhem and senseless carnage. Uh, a lot of people kind of trashed him for that look. You're totally entitled to your opinion. And part of what, you know, I'm going to be honest, part of what Roger Ebert says is true. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, you know, it's not exactly a character-driven film. Uh, but then again, it's a martial arts action film, you know. I think any fan of, of of action films or martial arts films know you're not really there. You're not really going there for the plot. I mean, if there is a great story there, it's almost like it's an added bonus. Uh, you know, I'm sure I've said it here a couple of times. Um, a few years ago, when I went to see the first Pacific Rim, you know, my daughter and I, what we had in mind is we simply want to see giant robots fighting giant monsters, and what we got <laughs> was that, and then some. We actually got. Not a great story, you know, not, you know, not uh, the classics here. We got a a decent story. For an action film, we got a decent story. The Raid, it's a very basic story. You know, it's right there in the title. It's it's, uh, like a special division police unit, you know, an armed police unit are raiding, essentially, a tenement building controlled by a drug lord. Uh, As the story kind of unfolds in in this raid, kind of takes place and things start to go south when the cops are detected what we find out is the guy leading the raid he's he's doing this really without any consent at all he's doing it because um 
the drug boss that they're going after has a lot of ties uh, in in the police and in the political world. Uh, you know, a lot of blackmail, a lot of uh, corrupt politicians, corrupt cops, and and the cop who's actually leading this raid is actually, you know, he's a crooked cop, you know, he's kind of caught up in this whole web and everything, and he's kind of looking, he's really doing this as an assassination, you know, he wants to, he wants to basically kill this drug lord, and not really clear his name, really just never have his name kind of come to light that he was crooked, I mean, that's it, that's really what it is, and honestly, you don't even really need to know that much, it's just, what's great about this film, it is non-stop action. It is non-stop martial arts action. Um, like I said, this this film takes place uh, in Indo. It was filmed in Indonesia, and uh, Gareth Evans, uh, like I like I said, he's a Welsh uh, director and writer, producer, whatever you want to call him. Um, you know, his wife is uh, Japanese Indonesian. They travel to Malaysia, to Indonesia, uh, to film documentaries, and he's very interested in sort of like the traditional Indonesian, or actually, if you look at it, Southeast Asian martial art of Pankak Salat. Uh, and that's really what we see on display here is this martial art, which, you know, combines the use of machetes um, and kind of also combines the style of like kickboxing, a lot of knees, a lot of elbows. Um, and this, this film is fast-paced and action-packed. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube, just look for the raid fight scene and, and, you know, don't get thrown off. There's not three films. It's not the raid, the raid two, and the raid redemption. It's the raid redemption and the raid two. There's only two films in this series. Uh, look, look at fight scenes from either one because they're equally phenomenal. Um, a lot of the people that starred in it, um, are practitioners of Pankak Salat, and they ended up being choreographers on this film. So, you know, if you think about it, and you think about action, who knows how to choreograph action? Who knows how to sort of set up and film action better than action stars themselves? So, you know, Gareth Evans here, you know, he pretty much ran the show with the directing and the editing and everything. So he kind of took what he knew and took what he saw in, in American cinema, American action cinema and Asian action cinema and really tried to set up, you know, great shots and, and everything. And then you have the experts themselves actually doing the choreography. I mean, it's really, you know, it's going to be a great film. And like I said, if you love just really nonstop action, you know, if you don't like a lot of talking in your action films, then this is the film for you. Like I said, it's it's not heavy on the dialogue. It's not heavy on the story, but it is totally heavy on the action. Um, what's very, I don't want to say unique. I think I've been saying that a lot. But what, really what I enjoyed about this is it's intense action in really confined spaces because this is a tenement building. This is a tenement building in, in Malaysia. I mean... You know, it's multiple apartments on a floor. I mean, they're tiny, they're small. Uh, obviously, everything is made very cheaply. So people are crashing through doors. They're crashing through walls. Um, and it's it's it, that's really sort of the hallmark of this film is great martial arts action. And I think it's also very realistic. Uh, you know, a lot of times you, you see in these fights, like I said, the use of knees, the use of elbows. You see people, you know, countering moves and then kind of slamming their opponent into a wall or off of a table. Uh, the use of furniture. Uh, and again, you know, a lot of the... A lot of the um, 
a lot of the bad guys in this film are armed with machetes or really whatever they can kind of pick up off the floor and fight with. So there's really kind of an element of realism to it. Um, the pacing and the shooting of it is intense. You almost get the feeling that they kind of choreograph these fights how they want it to go, and then it's just kind of one long action shot with a with a couple of cameras. I believe you know, and kind of reading up on this film, they got like three HD cameras, and they really. You know, Gareth Evans said he was really kind of going almost for almost like a pseudo documentary, almost sort of like almost sort of like, uh, you know, the TV show Cops, where we follow the cops around and, and kind of watch them, you know, take crooks down and, and make arrests and things like that. That was kind of sort of the feel that he was going for here. I mean, obviously, it's 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 complete work of fiction. You know, it's not meant to be you know, any kind of documentary about the Malaysian police force or anything, but he kind of shot it in that style as if, you know, the cameraman or uh, the camera person or camera people were really following these cops around and get caught up in all of this. Um, You know, you don't get, and this is a great kind of trademark of, of Asian cinema and Asian action cinema, you know, you don't get a lot of tricky cuts or tricky angles. I mean, you are seeing the action right there as it's unfolding Uh, because all the people involved in this, you know, all the people, uh, you know, the cops, uh, you know, the drug dealers, henchmen, and, and even the people that live in the tenement, they get involved because once it's sort of discovered that there's police in the building and it's being raided, uh, the tables get turned and they actually get locked in and this big drug boss kind of like makes the announcement that, look, you know, anybody that kills a cop lives here rent-free for the rest of their life. So you get everybody kind of coming out of the woodwork to, to take on these cops and it's, it's just intense action. I mean, there are one-on-one showdowns, but it's usually a lot of one-on-three, two-on-three, you know, kind of big brawls, gang fights, things like that. Um, you know, not sort of your traditional, um, kind of shooting your way or hacking your way through some nameless goons and then, you know, getting to a boss and having a big boss fight. Um, you know, it's these guys have to really kind of fight and ply their way through opponents. And, you know, like I said, when one cop is going up against, you know, three, four or five guys wielding machetes, it's it's not just, you know, nameless goons and he puts them down with one punch. I mean, it's really, really intense. And, you know, you see that the cops on their end, they're really, they're not holding back because they're fighting for their very lives uh it's it's just intense and it's non-stop it's non-stop action and the thing that's really interesting about it is is i think you know a film like this really started to kind of maybe inspire the way that hollywood started to look at action and the way they filmed it and and kind of going more for that realism kind of going for those seamless you know instead of just filming parts of the fight and chopping it and editing it together and kind of using tricky angles to make things look cooler than they appear or using altering camera speeds to make fighters look faster or or more powerful than they really are is really going for that realism and you know you you definitely see it here because again look this this was a film that was made it cost a million dollars to make this film so it's a very shoestring budget 
So they really, you know, they really had to go for that realism because they really didn't have the use of special effects. Uh, I know the only digital effects they really did use in in this film was, uh, you know, gunplay isn't really, really big in this film. It's a lot of like hand to hand and, you know, melee type fighting. But, you know, there's cops and there's drug dealers. So there are guns there. And the thing is, is... Um, to kind of skirt around, you know, some gun laws and and some other legalities and things like that. They actually used airsoft guns and all of like the muzzle flashes and the cartridge discharges and even like clips dropping and being reloaded were all sort of added in later digitally. That's about the only digital enhancements to this film. Everything else you see, no green screen, you know, they're crashing through walls, they're really crashing through walls. And you know, I think nowadays we see in Hollywood, yeah, you know, we, we have those green screens and we do have those digital backgrounds, but, you know, actors and stuntmen are still kind of, you know, putting themselves out there. Over in Asia, you know, they don't really, not so much that they don't have access to that technology, it's expensive. It's expensive to do these things. So they, like they always have, they rely on practical effects. So... I, I think it's just great to see, you know, it, it's great to, it's really, like I said, it adds... It adds that element of realism to it. And that's what I think I really love about this. You know, the martial artists in it are great. The fights are incredible. And like I said, you see them banging off the walls, crashing through doors, smashing through tables. Um, There's stairwells where they're kind of climbing from one level to the other on the stairwells, you know, leaping back and forth, people getting tossed over and and smacking off, you know, smacking off of the railings and things like that. I mean, you can't, you can't fake that, you know, it's all happening and you get to watch it and it's really a treat. And I think, you know, that's where I'm going to kind of lead into just really saying how how much I think Asian cinema, especially action cinema, has really kind of led to the development of action in Hollywood. I still think, yeah, I'm going to be honest, we have the technology over here. You know, we have the green screen and the digital technology to do some amazing things. I mean, you watch that fight at the end of Endgame, and yeah, the actors are are engaging in hand-to-hand combat, absolutely, but through the use of digital effects, I mean, they really pull off some amazing stuff. And I'm not saying that when you see the end of Endgame that, you know, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth and... um you know, Robert Downey Jr., that they're not being physical and, and, and they don't know what they're doing out of there. I mean, these guys get training. I mean, they get training for months before they do these films. You know, you look at the series of John Wick. I mean, Keanu Reeves, you know, famously, you know, he trained in hand-to-hand combat. You know, he trained in tactical shooting, real shooting, you know, going out there with, like, SWAT guys and special forces and things like that and learning how to, like, shoot realistically shoot at you know to, to really get that realism so that he's not in his films he's not just waving guns all around you know like we're used to seeing in the 80s we're used to seeing in the 80s arnold grabbing a big gun uh holding it waist high and just sweeping it back and forth and just mowing everybody down that's not realism you know that that's not really how it is you know was it great was it exciting yeah it was back then and it still is you know when i see commando or predator i mean it's great i mean yeah arnold is like i said he's holding his 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 machine gun waist high and he's just mowing people down and you know it's an adrenaline rush absolutely but it's also great to see you know a john wick going in there actually aiming down his sights you know changing out clips 
quickly, just like you know a SWAT guy or a Navy SEAL would do if he's if they're taking a building and, and engaging in a firefight. It's really great to see that. But I think that Asian cinema and, and, and Asian action cinema, they, they've, they've always done it because they've, they've had to do it. They, they can't rely on trickery or, or digital effects, really. You know, all their stunt work, it, it's real. Uh, you know, the fight scenes are, you know, the, they're pretty realistic. I mean, like I said, Jackie Chan is probably one of the, the biggest, you know, best known action starts to come out of Asia, you know, and there's a whole new crop, you know, coming out now, but Jackie Chan's really the, the guy that kind of put it, helped put it on the map, you know, yeah, Bruce Lee, he, he, he was the master and, uh, you know, yes, Enter the Dragon was, you know, filmed, you know, an American company backed it and, and, and hired him and they did film it and he did kind of help kind of start to bring that over but it's really Jackie Chan that helped put it on the map and that's the thing is you know he's the expert at it you know he's the one setting up the shots he's he's the one choreographing the fights and he's the one going for realism you know he does his own stunts famously you know his stunt team you know they're they're doing it you know they're doing these stunts with little to no padding with little to no safety uh and again no digital effects no green screens they're they're really putting it out there and you know you see it in the in the raid it's it's the same exact thing i mean yes i'm sure safety measures are are put in place but they're very very minimal because they want that they want that bit of realism and you know i i think you know i think over here in the U.S., it's like we rely a lot on on the digital and and the computer generated stuff. And again, it looks amazing. And and still, the actors are doing some amazing things. I'm not going to take that away from them. But I think, you know, you know, John Wick three just came out. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, you know, I saw the other two films, and it's great action. You know, it's from his hand-to-hand fighting, um, from his shooting. It's like I said, you know, he he really studied it. He really learned it for these roles, and you could see it there. But you know, if, if it wasn't for American writers and directors and 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 producers and whatnot getting that influence from Asian action cinema, I don't think you're going to see those kind of films over here. You know, and think about it, you know, for films like The Matrix and, and some of the other action films, you know, really from the 90s all the way up until today, a lot of the fight choreography, choreographers and, and, and you know, producers and, and, you know, people responsible for the action, they're bringing them over. They're bringing them over from Hong Kong and they're bringing them over, you know, from Asia, really. What I would really like to start to see them do is start to bring over the stars because, you know, it's it's really weird. And I mean, I know I was supposed to be talking about the raid and is this kind of devolving into a talk about action films. Um, you know, the thing is, I feel like nowadays, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there really are action films out there. Yeah. John Wick is, is, is out already. I will see it. It is an action film, but you know, it's kind of not like the heyday back in the eighties where we, we just got a ton of action films. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe Hollywood doesn't really want to make them anymore, or maybe actors don't want to put their bodies on the line 
to, to make those kind of films. Uh, you know, Hobbs and Shaw will be coming out pretty soon. You know, it's, it's an offshoot of the Fast and the Furious. Absolutely. Adrenaline-filled, you know, action-type film. And, you know, Hobbs and Shaw, it's definitely deviating away from the Fast and the Furious in the terms of, you know, using the cars and whatnot. And even Fast and Furious did. You know, it started off really as street racing. And next thing you knew, it was almost kind of like, they became Mission Impossible type films with cars in them. Um, you know, I, I don't think actors nowadays want to really do these things anymore, maybe. Or maybe it's Hollywood doesn't want to make these films. You know, the superhero thing is really big right now. And, and, you know, that's where we're getting a lot of our action from. So maybe that's what Hollywood thinks is, you know, this is action. DC and Marvel heroes and, you know, and any other type of comic book hero is, is, you know, there's your action films right there. Maybe that's how it is. But I would really like to see is, look, we brought the fight choreographers over. I could speak well today. We brought them over and they really enhanced, you know, a lot of our films like the Matrix trilogy, you know, say what you want about the story. And I, I could tell you how awful that trilogy is in terms of like story and, and character and dialogue and whatnot. But you can't deny, especially that second film, that they're action packed. And that is in large part due to Asian cinema, Asian fight, choreo- fight choreographers. And I'd like to see more of it. Uh, Donnie Yen. I mean, we see him here. You know, he was in Rogue One. He kind of pops up here and there. Uh, there was the guy from Ong Baka. His name totally escapes me right now. Uh, he was in one of the Fast and Furious films. I mean, you know, Asian action stars have come over here in small, small roles. Let's just bring them over here already. Let's bring them over. You know, let's make them our action stars. You know, if, if we're not going to make our own action stars if if this new crop of actors you know young actors are not going to be action stars and you know again i'm not going to hold it against them but if they're not going to be our action stars and we want action films then you know if we kind of took the ideas from asian action cinema and we even so much you know took some directors like john woo and and some fight choreographers like uh yu ping well let's take the stars as well and let's have them kind of you know highlighting or or starring in you know their own action films over here and you know their willingness to do things very realistically combined with the the incredible digital technology we have over here i think we can make some incredible films uh i mean they have the knowledge you know they're the experts you know, if, if I was going to direct an action film and, you know, I, I had, you know, a couple of the guys that were in the raid and I had a, a, a Donnie Yen or, you know, I might even consult with a Jackie Chan to to work my choreography and, and, you know, help set up shots because I want that seamless action. I want those wide shots. I want you to see all that action. I don't want you to see a tricky angle because, you know, my actor can't kick, you know, he could barely kick waist high, but I have to make it look like he can so i have to play around with the camera angles and quick cuts and you know scenes from behind where you know he's throwing a very sloppy punch but the stunt man is going to really really sell it no i i want to see that action in my face you know and that's what you get in the raid i mean these guys you can tell they know what they're doing you know when it comes to comes to their martial arts because it's all right there you know it's it's shot in high definition 
three cameras, you know, there's no trickery, there's no cutaways, there's no weird angles, you know, it's the fight and you're watching it live. It's almost like you're watching it live as it unfolds. And I, and I think that that's a great thing. And I think Hollywood, they learned a lot from Asian cinema, you know, in terms of action. I think they can keep learning and I think they got to take it that step further and start getting some of these guys over here. You know, Donnie Yen, who is an amazing martial artist, watch the Ip Man series, especially that first Ip Man film, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The guy's the real deal. He can do action. And if he's your star and he's suggesting things for choreography or he's suggesting things for camera angles and shots, you listen to him because the guy knows what he's talking about. He made great films over there in Hong Kong. You want to make a great action film. You get somebody like him. You get the guys that help choreograph his films. You know, you get the stunt guys that he worked with and, and add in like that Hollywood magic, you know, digitally enhance it or or whatever else you want or maybe you don't even have to but you know just do all that and i think we can get some great action films going again guys thanks for listening do me a favor head on over to www.brothersinarmchairs.com that's the website that's going to link you up to every single podcast in the brothers and armchairs network this is jay and i will talk to you guys later